What's popping with the population? You are now listening to Aziz and Root Brews. This is Side A. La la, la la la, I've always wanted to do that. Uh. They say there's no hope left, just death, that's death I guess nowadays we all struggle with the concept A mindset makes things complex We got the fatherless kids in the hood Taking over the projects So what's next if not sex? Money are waving two texts Every song is talking about who's best We feed the streets how to be less Instead of teaching them how to dream big And make moves so we could all progress We fell victim to the process The system did what it say that a wit And now assess that's left with the mess I guess I expect more Cause that's what I pray for Whenever the stress is calling, I just press ignore Yo, John, press record so my voice could drive this beat like a Honda You know, get on one accord The knowledge I absorb, I take the war I'm here to spit the truth to the youth and tell them the world is yours The world is yours, yeah The world is yours Ladies and gentlemen, we back at it once again It's your boy Raynell Jamal and you're listening to the AZ's and Rubles podcast You can follow us on Twitter at AZ's Rubles podcast Hit us up on IG as well. You hit me up on all my social media at R-A-Y-N-E-L-L-J-A-M-A-L. And I got my folks in the building tonight. It's a full house too, ladies and gentlemen. So this is going to be a treat because we got so much to talk about. Yeah, it's been a long time, but it's because so much has been happening. We want to gasp the right moment to talk about all of it. (laughs) And you know we're going to get into some things. So who who's in the building? Who's in the building? Let's let's let the people know who's in the building. What up? You got your boy George. What's going on? It's been a long time coming. Yo, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, KB Trumpet Man, and uh, it's good to be back, dude. That's right. What's up? What's up? Who else is in the building? It's your boy Jay Davis. Uh-huh. Uh, you can hit me up on uh, Twitter and Instagram at J A Davis I I, and then also you can hit me at my website www.jdavis.co. Got some things coming. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Who else is in the building? Yeah, yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Chris Peters. He's um, back. I'm back for another go round of AZ and Rue Brews, man. Uh, glad to have. Glad you uh, asked me to come back, man. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and hit me up on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I got the same name for all of them. It's Chris gets busy. That's C H R I S G E T S B U S Y. All social media, go ahead and hit me up on there. Facebook, Chris Peters. So, yeah, here we are. Yes, sir. So, how y'all been, man? It's been a while. How y'all been? It's been good, man. Been yeah, good. it's been good? You just had a birthday, Chris. How was your birthday, my brother? My birthday was cool, man. I didn't do too much. Um, I, I just, you know, stayed local. But, you know, I, you know, kicked it with the with the kids. That's you what's know up. What I mean? What's up? And, um, you know, thank you, man. Thank you, bro. You know, uh, kicked it with the kids. And, um, you know, just... um. Went out with the fellas, did some bowling and some, you know, some pool or whatever. And that's what's up. That's, that's what's dope. up. That was it, you man. That was yeah, it, bro. Man. How was your show, brother? Oh, it was, it was lit, bro. <laughs> it was lit, <laughs> okay. man. I yeah. ain't gonna lie to you. It was dope. Um, I opened up for Jay Holiday on yeah. uh, on April second. <clears throat> it was actually pretty dope. Um, the venue was sold out. Um, Come on now, yeah. congratulations, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Jay Holiday was um was a little drunk. <laughs> he okay. Was a, he was a little drunk. Right. He sounded cool though. He mm-hmm. sounded pretty good. Um, right. But um, I, I I went up there. I did a like a fifteen minute set. Um, it was pretty lit, bro. It was uh, yeah, it was yeah. nice. 
was nice. It was nice. It was nice up in there, son. Ace. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on stage. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> okay. I see right. y'all. No, but it was dope, bro. I'm, I'm glad I got that opportunity for sure. That's what's up, Amazing. Man. Did he do uh, uh, You Should Be With Me? I remember when that single came out, He did bro. do that. He did do that. He did um, He did Suffocate, of course. He did mm-hmm. Bed, mm-hmm. of course. He didn't have a band, but the tracks that he used were as if a live band was there, mm-hmm. it was fire, bro. It Is was that fire. right? And yeah. he sounded pretty good. He sounded pretty good. Um, with, with the with the with the juice up in the system. He, okay, <laughs> the juice didn't necessarily enhance what right. he was doing. Right. It, it okay. It definitely sounded like he was a little drunk. But right. you know what I'm saying? Like it's Jay Holiday. He could sing. You know what right, I mean? So right. he was um he was he was dope. He was pretty dope. Did he do any new new music? Um, I'm not completely. You know what? I think he did. I think he did like one or two new songs. Um, mm. He hasn't came out with anything in a minute. Right. Um, probably like maybe like a year or two. I know but he's been doing a lot of writing too, right? He's been doing a lot of writing. He writes for a lot of people. Right. He writes for a lot of people. I got a chance to chop it up with him mm-hmm. for a little bit um, after I sang. You right. Know, he, he walked up on me. He was like, oh, yo, Chris Peters, man, you dope, bro. That's what's up, dope. He was like, keep, you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. You uh. You you one of them next ones out here, man. So so keep that's what's up. Like that's what's up. How that feel like getting that that type of encouragement from somebody that has such um, positive influence musically in the R and B realm, like like for our culture. Right. You know what I mean? Like because I remember when his stuff came out, like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing a Jay Holiday cut. So how that feel like to get that type of like input from somebody that has some has a, a great influence? It felt good. Uh, number one, because this is someone who has made his mark in the world of of um of contemporary like R and B. Right. Which is the lane that I feel like I'm I'm going into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whenever I can get a chance to um to to get around people like that and pick their brain and just basically um, see what they did to get to the level that they were at or are at, you know, at that present time. It's always good. So, you know, for him to pull me to the side and, you know, basically tell me like, you know, bro, you you were dope. Like it right. was it was dope. That's a that's a good it's a it's a big look for me. It's a good look. Um, right. You know, I, I got a lot of contact information from people there. You know what I mean? That's what's so, up. Um, people hit me up for shows, want to work with me. So yeah, it's 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 lit, bro. It's that's lit. dope. I remember. I still remember when I the first time I heard Imperfect. I think I don't know if we talked about this last time. That's still probably like one of my favorite songs, man. Like, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, like that's just a dope song, man. So don't if you ever if you ever do a set, please keep that song. I think that's one of your like absolutely your staples. Absolutely, you know what I mean. I did. I did imperfect that night. Mm. I did imperfect okay. that night. I um I had tracks as well. Um, I was gonna have a band, but they couldn't come for whatever reason. But um, right. I did have tracks, and I did do imperfect. That's that's always gonna be one of those songs that no matter how much new music I drop, right. that's always gonna be one of the the songs that I keep in the repertoire. Go you right, know what I mean? Right. Because you know that song. Not only was it such a huge song for me, right, but there's just the message in the song itself. Yeah, is something that's universally like you know people people all over can identify with being. Uh, well, striving to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I, re- I recorded that song in 2011, uh, and it still resonates to this day. Right. You know, people, after I sang, that was the last song I sang right. of my set, and, you know, this dude came up to me. He was like, man, like, I like the fact that you're not just singing just for the sake of singing. Like, mm. you're singing because you have 
stuff that you want to say, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that 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 was definitely a, a big look for I me. So and I want you to be encouraged because and I know that we got things to talk about, but I remember Ray Nail had a similar story. Mm-hmm. We were at a um, we were at a barbecue, and he he showed um, some people his music, and you know. Grown men, dude, right. we're having moments. You know oh what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And um, right. it's just like, so for you, bro, like, you know, like, it just sounds like you had like a very similar experience. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. And I just, you know, I just pray that like more people are able to witness. You yeah. know what I mean? Like those moments. You know right. what I mean? Where like, like you're giving, man. So like, don't stop, man. Like, you know, we most definitely look forward to celebrating more of your success. And Absolutely. Celebrating you. uh, and 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 uh, you know, most definitely supporting you. You know, in this near future for Absolutely, all that you got man. in store, bro. So thank you, man. Yeah, man. Hey, I was telling Jeff that um <coughs> earlier this week. No, it was last week. Last week, I got a chance to go to PJ Morton listen to session in L.A. Okay. Ooh, yeah, bro. He dropped some jewels about his journey. But he said something, no, he was like, um, he was like, you know, music and pressure don't go, don't mix. He said, you can't create freely with pressure on you. So he said, so he, actually he mentioned, we're going to get into it, this be a good segue, but he mentioned Kendrick. Okay. And he was like, what makes Kendrick, artists like Kendrick, artists like Cole, so great at what they do right. is because they create from a free place. Absolutely. They do what they want to do, mm-hmm. how they want to do it. And he said, they're, he said, especially Kendrick is one of those artists that the people decided is our champion. Yeah. Cause yeah. He said, because if you listen to Kendrick's catalog, he doesn't have a lot of radio-friendly music. Right. Well, until we get to this album. Um, but he said that's a perfect example of him just putting out what he wanted to put out. Right. And the people were saying, we rock with this. Absolutely. And the industry took notice and was like, okay, we're going to push this. So he was saying, like, uh, operate from a place of freedom to create music. And he said, and I promise you, everything will follow you. That's a dope jewel. Yeah, that's, he that's said, a gem. all the money, all the accolades, everything. He talked about how he joined Maroon 5. Right. And um, he was saying that was just one of those moments where he made it up in his mind, like, I'm just going to do music freely. I'm just going to do what <laughs> I want. So he was just doing a show, and then he just happened to Maroon 5 was there. And it was like, yo, this dude is not going to play no more. We need you to come through, fill us some spots. He did it. And it just blew up. So he said, like, when he joined Maroon 5, everything on his bucket list, he was able to accomplish within, like, a year or two. And it just seems like you once PJ saying? joined Maroon 5, it just got super gritty, bro. Yeah. It got gritty. I love Maroon. Like, that, that they're a dope band, bro. Like, right. their singles, they got some, like, staple singles. But, like, when PJ got there, it just got a little gritty, bro. Yeah. And I mean, like, yo. Yeah. Gumbo coming out. Absolutely. Yeah, that mug is, this mug is nice, bro. Gumbo, you, so you, you heard. You heard the whole album. Yeah. Okay. The mug is nice. It's nice. He dropped some jewels, man, and uh, he went into his writing process, his production process, and I was just like, wow. Is he – he's not signing Young Money no more, is no, he? No, he got his own thing. Okay. More than records. Thing. Yeah. Got you. Okay. So, yeah, he said he moved from L.A., moved back to New Orleans, and he just wanted to build up the music industry out there because he said although a lot of stars come out of New Orleans, there isn't no in music industry out there, basically. Everybody is basically coming from L.A., or out Atlanta or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he wants to do his part of just building up the music industry out there. Because they got some hitters out in New Orleans, bro. Yeah. Like D1, that's probably somebody that we're more most prominent on. But you got right. me on, uh, Ray got me on uh, um, Tank and the Bangers. Oh, I, that gotta just I gotta play them for you. I've Ooh. never heard of them. Bro, they just um, won the NPR Tiny Desk situation. Bro. Fam, like the lead singer, uh, she goes by the name of Tank. 
So imagine like if Jill Scott had a younger sister that nobody knew about. Ooh. No lie. Really? Poetry, the theatrics, the singing, the voice, the everything. Voice, the I was just like, she raps a little. The look. Wow. But like very her, like her whole crew, they're just very, like they'll remind you um, almost of like what? Um, j- like that whole like when Goody Mob, Janelle Monae, oh yeah, um, uh, Jaspex, yeah, Andre Three Thousand, like the whole Outcast vibe when like Atlanta was that was that yeah that the thing. Dungeon Family kind of like yeah, okay but like they got, the, she just has her own thing you have I to got see you. it yeah, you be so like whoa Janelle okay. Monae and Jill Scott came together you'll get tanked nice I gotta in gotta, my in my opinion and there's probably more she's her own but she's her own person at the same yeah. time mm-hmm. you gotta play them for me bro yeah definitely. it's gonna change it'll, it's, it'll change your life the bro. performance was out of here wow for, and, and it's Tiny Desk okay one of the best I've seen oh wow okay. I didn't expect it. I okay. would say the only ones that I would put in that same, for me personally, because there's a ton of dope ones, but the Robert Glasper one, I put it up there and I put it up with the common. Mm-hmm. That common it was nutty. It would be like those. those okay. And then, wow. uh, yeah. And the Christian Scott situation. But hers, like, there was moments where I was just like, you know how it is, like, when you, when you want to see somebody's art, you're looking at somebody's art and you could feel their creative process. Absolutely. Like not just yeah. even like their performance. Like I feel your creative process. Yeah. I feel like I see where you had to go in order to get to that place. Right. right. That's how I feel about Tanks, like her performance. It was nuts. But that goes yeah. back to something PJ said at the thing. He said that there was asking about his production and his writing. And he said the guy was like, you know, you have a lot of highs. There was some engineers in the building. So you have a lot of highs. You take a lot of highs out of your music, you have a lot of low end. And he said, I go for filling. I don't go for high volume. I don't go, he says, so everything that I write, everything that I produce, he said, I feel like music is something you should be able to feel. Right. So he he said, like, uh, Thriller. He was like, Thriller was a, a pop phenomenon. It was out of here. He Absolutely. said, but what the reason why it was, he said, the reason why it stood out from every pop record that was there, he said, because musically, you could feel it. Right. Right, he said you felt the production of Quincy Jones, so yeah, bro. Like that's so. the I feel like that's the beauty of music. Like when you have, you know, these super successful artists, right? They don't get like okay, like you take someone like let's take someone like a Kendrick, right? You actually feel yes what he's talking about. That's why. You, we have these conversations of, oh, is Kendrick one of the greatest of all time? Like, right. Is he in your top five? Not right. just because he can put words together like no one else, right? But just the simple fact of what he's saying, right? You can actually feel it, right? That's you absolutely can feel it, true. You can, you can feel it in his voice. Right. You can feel it in your in your heart, in yeah. your in your body. You yeah. can feel it. Yeah. Um, take someone like Adele or you know any other any any of these huge artists. They are, the common denominator is they have to go to a place mm-hmm. to where not only is it therapeutic for them, right. but it's therapeutic for the listener yeah. as well. So true. Yeah. So true. So yeah, man. So true. Yep. But yeah. So now that we're here, let's let's talk about this because so much let's has happened. Get it. So <clears throat> last week, yeah. You know what I'm saying? King Kendrick, Kung Fu Kenny, Corn Row Kenny. <laughs> he he came back. Yep. And he released the album called Damn. Yes, he did. Thoughts. 
Jeff, you want to take Have this you heard one? it, Jeff? I have heard it. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to me. So I have to listen to it at the desk, but I have to be careful. Right. You know what I mean? We, right. we, we in the office environment. Right. right. So this is this is my... How many times did you listen to it? I got to listen to it once. Okay. But all I need is one. Mm-hmm. One time. To let you know. I'm just that. That's just how I operate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, content, I'll, mm-hmm. I like to... If I like the record, I'll go on the ride with the record. But I got to trust the Uber rating first. You know okay. what I mean? In my opinion, I feel like this was um, Kendrick. I'll, this is the props I'll give him. He did a great job of giving, giving a, I, ve- I think, a very pure hip hop sound on this record. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listen to um, like aspects of um, good, uh, uh, good kid, Mad City. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you hear like it was just a very futuristic sound, in my opinion. Right. Like, very like it was just very different. You know what I mean? Compared to what everybody else is doing you know right with like the strong samples but also like the very like kind of like there was some edm uh like elements not it wasn't an edm album so i'm not going to even speak blasphemy you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. they're like you know like you think about swimming pools you think about um poetic justice you know you think about those records where like you really feel like you feel just like there's just it's just a different soundscape Mm -hmm. to pimp a butterfly is probably the record that i'm most on from Kendrick, um, where like you know that was pure, just like live instrumentation, like you just want to dance regardless of how. And I'll be honest, how dark the record was, like mm-hmm. that was a dark record. Mm-hmm. The clean version was dark, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> it was it was dark, um, but I think he did a really great job of giving. He it was almost like he went to the East Coast to me, you know what I mean? Like deep drums. Um, a lot of like a lot of like low end going back to what we we're talking about the PJ thing a lot of low end but with a lot of vibrant, vibrant vocals yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. and I think that was just I just I'll give him props on on that successfully um, I think because of who Kendrick is you just got to be ready for it right you know what I mean like you can't just listen to Ki- you, you can't listen to Kendrick like you're gonna listen to Voice to Men you know what I mean like Kendrick ain't cleaning music that's as listening music you right know what I mean that's true um, true. You know what I mean? So I think, like, if you go into, like, you have to, for me, I don't know if I did the best job of preparing myself to listen to Kendrick because I was listening to him in my office. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? Where I think, like, Kendrick, that's <coughs> a car ride. Or that's just like, you know, I'm not going to do nothing, and I'm going to do what, what Papa and, and, and Uncle used to do back in the day. I'm just going to turn on some records, and I'm going to pour me some apple cider, and I'm going to listen to this record, and right. I'm going to get into it. You know what I mean? Right. So that's my opinion. So I know that you guys will probably be able to get give me more inner depth on it you know i think he did take us on a story looking at the title like the on the right like the 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 names of the titles you know um and i think you know i will say he's just done a a great job of um i think setting (coughs) up um if anything if anything like if people regardless of what title that they're want they're going to give give him in regards to his record he's he's done a great job of, of displaying what what excellent looks like look, looks like for our culture right you know yeah. what i mean for our demographic for our age bracket you know what i mean mm-hmm. because he's within the age like the bracket of us right you know what i mean and i think he's proven that we all have the same 24 you just gotta you gotta maximize it you know right. what i mean and i think he's done such a great job uh with it and i think too like going back to the honest music i think he creates honest music but i one thing i think that he's done a great job that some of the honest artists haven't done is i think he's made honest music without having to feel like he has to prove that he's making honest music. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. um I think a lot of I think a lot of guys want to prove that lately that they're true G. that they have to make honest music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so they're doing things that they have like they're they're proving like I'm down. Like, you know, I'm 
I'm against the man, but it's like I think Kendrick, like what he's done so honestly, he's like, This is my art, this is what it is. Right. And I don't have to like we know Kendrick got money. Like, bro, like how many Grammys did he scoop up two years ago? You know what I mean? Or a year you know what I mean? Like but it's it it just seems like he's like, Okay, I won the Grammys, like these are beautiful ornaments that I'm gonna put on my on my uh, fireplace. Yo, let's get back to work. Yo, right. let's play let's some bones. It. You know what I mean? Let's yep. eat yeah. some some barbecue. You know what I right. mean? You know, he probably got some private but it's not like I don't feel like he's proved like he's trying to prove. I think he just is. And I think that's really what he's done just so well, even with this album. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like this is the music. I'm gonna be humble. Yo, get some DNA. You know what I mean? Do and I'm gonna do my thing and then he's gonna sell out arenas and then he's gonna be silent. You know right. what I mean? And I think that's what he's done so like done so well. So what about you, Chris? Um Well, first I want to piggyback off of what Jeff said as far as him making honest music and not him having to prove that he is making honest music. I think it's that way because Kendrick has never given us a reason mm. to question who he is mm. as a person. Come on now. You he gives you mean? something you can trust. Exactly. Yeah. He gives you something that yeah. you can trust, whether it be in music, whether it be publicly, like whether yeah. it be like in his personal life. Yeah. Not that he really puts himself out there, which right. I can appreciate. Right. You know what I mean? Kendrick Kendrick is a hip hop artist in the truest, most purest sense <laughs> Dude, of the word. Man. You know what I mean? Of yes. the phrase. You know what I mean? So we don't have to worry about certain things when it comes to Kendrick. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to give us right. bars. Yeah. We know that. Right. We know that with an album from him, we're not gonna get a whole bunch of just, you know, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. Right. When we right. wanna hear some stuff. Yeah. We turn on, we gonna get some stuff. We right. turn on Kendrick. Right. You feel me? Right. So that's. I just wanted to piggyback off that before I give my review of the album. Right. So. Right. Let's go. Let's get it. When okay, so when he when he came out with the heart part four, mm-hmm. and he said, "Y'all got till April the seventh to get y'all ish together." Right. <laughs> um. What I'm was your initial reaction to the heart part four? I was like, this nigga is spitting, bro. Like, I was like, this dude is coming for niggas next. Right, real talk. right, right. And real talk, like, when I heard it, I don't know why. This is before I even heard any of the 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 response to the record from the people. Right. I kind of knew he was going at Big Sean. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, break that down for me, because I don't understand how that came about. So, um... Uh, not Kendrick. Uh, Big Sean. Big Sean went on. He did a song at the end of last year. He was just talking about um, a whole bunch of stuff that has gone on in his, in his life within the past year. Like I guess his house got broken into mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff. And he was just going. Of, of course, like rappers do, you know, they go on and on about how they're the best. Right. There was a line in that song. I can't remember the line off top. Right. But. It was like a direct challenge to anybody that's in his in his in his bracket, mm. basically. Mm-hmm. So I see you, Big Sean. Exactly, and I was like, I okay, oh, I see you, I see you, Big. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was, I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't take offense to it. I was right. just like, well, I mean, he think he the best, he the best, he the best, <laughs> or whatever. Hey. But there's all, there's been, you know, there's always been, you know. A silent competition between mm-hmm. between those guys. Mm-hmm. All, go, all goes all the way back to the control verse. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
and you know Sean is is good at throwing little subtle jabs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he got a lot going on in his songs mm-hmm. lyrically, but he's always been really good at throwing little subtle jabs, right. subliminal jabs. Right, right. And when when uh when Kendrick dropped the part four, the heart part four, I was like, this nigga talking about Sean. <laughs> like wow. he talking about Sean. Like right. I, I like I knew it straight up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when that dropped, I was like, okay, this dude's spitting. April 7th came, and I was like, oh, it's the pre-order is out. I'm like, okay. So this is what I did to prep for April 14th. (laughs) Come on now. Talk to us. This is what I did. I listened to every Kendrick project, Mm -hmm. all the way coming from from his first EP, the Kendrick Mm -hmm. Lamar EP, Mm -hmm. all the way to to Pippa Butterfly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that's over so, the dedicated, so that's over the dedicated section, section eighty. Good Kid, Kid Mad City, City to Pimple Butterfly. Butterfly. Untitled. I didn't really listen to Untitled okay, like to get that. The album. I wanted to get the album. Okay, feel. I feel you. I feel you. Um, April fourteenth rolls around, and I got Apple Music, and they notify you when they. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they notifications notify. on, like <laughs> you know. So I was telling my coworker about that. He was like, for real, though? I was like, turn them things turn on, them bro. Turn them things on, bro. Eight, eight, eight to nine, brother. Exactly. It's going to drop into there. That exactly. going to be dropped off. So I'm listening to it like the first track, um, Blood. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I'm like, yo, like, this is some real, like, Kendrick is not playing. Okay, let's talk about Blood real quick. Yeah. I took it as the the old lady that shot him was mm. hip hop, bro. That's how I took. That it. is what I. That's what I was saying, okay. bro. Okay. That, that's what I was saying. Like okay. that's that's how I felt. Like All I right. was like the old lady that shot him is hip hop music. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's that's what I got from that track. Right. Ah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, that makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely, absolutely. That makes so much uh-huh. sense. Um, as I'm going through, that, that was dark. That was a dark intro. It was. Yeah. It was, bro. As I'm <laughs> going through the album. I'm literally thinking to myself, like, have we, okay, my ge- our generation, mm-hmm. have we really witnessed anyone besides, like, Eminem and besides Jay-Z, any Nas, anybody like that, have we really any seen anybody kick it the way Kendrick kicks it? No. Like, not even close. You know what I mean? And the, like, and just, I'm sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but the you, only, the only person that I think that was close to doing something of that, but got himself in trouble was Shine. Who? Shine. Remember Diddy's artist? Nah. He was making that climb. Nah. No. No? No. Shine wasn't no. necessarily making that climb. But he no. was making some dents. Kind of. Shine. Shine. This is the thing with Shine. Nah. Shine had Diddy. Yeah. Shine had Diddy. Mm-hmm. And Shine could spit. Mm-hmm. Whenever Diddy got a spitter, mm-hmm. he gonna make sure that the world know yeah. that they that they could spit. Mm-hmm. It's up to the artist to get themselves to that level mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. of what Diddy can only take you so far. Mm-hmm. Diddy wants you. Did he want the legwork to be put in by you? True. Shine didn't do none of the legwork before he got locked up. So what you about to say, G? I, I, what I what I from what I heard, <coughs> dude. First of all, is that uh, this dude is on another level. Absolutely. First of all, yeah, you can hear how focused and um, you can hear how focused he is on that's this track. The thing, that's the thing that got me was his focus. Mm-hmm. 
like you can literally hear him dialed in. Like the there was okay, no, the there was no distractions on any of the, any I, of the. I haven't heard right. the full, full album yet, but from what I heard, mm-hmm. it's like, look, if you coming up in here, if you ain't coming up in this studio or uh, anywhere around me to get work done, mm-hmm. I don't need you in my environment. Absolutely. That's what I got. First of all, mm-hmm. second of all, mm-hmm. what I also got is he is in tune with. Okay, um, he's. From what I see, and y'all may not agree with me, but he's like, okay, hip hop in the states right now is almost extinct, and now I need to breathe a new level of life into this and let mm-hmm. people know that I still believe in the original format of how to do to bring the boom back and still bring a positive, powerful message mm-hmm. in my tracks. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not just I'm not just saying anything. Right. I'm giving you meaning. I'm giving you I'm giving you substance in my lyrics. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the production is just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? You know, the thing about the production, I, I'm not a big Mike Will Made It fan. I'm going to be honest. But what he did, I was like, my man. Yeah, man. I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. I was asleep. Yeah. I, I had to wake up. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to have the same type of sound when you're messing with Kendrick. Messing with Kendrick. Right. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not going to have that same type of sound. Like, he gonna, he, yeah. You're not going to have that Ray Shrimmer. Sound no, like, <laughs> and that's what I was thinking when I heard it. I was like, "No, man." I think he had a part of it in how he wanted this music to be formatted, and how he, I mean, this, these, from what I heard, everything strategically placed. Yeah, and think it, about it. It wasn't just put together. Okay, let's put this track. No, everything strategically put in where it needs to be because there's a story that's being told through right. this. I was like, it's just like, okay, I, I am hip hop. Mm-hmm. I am um, the definition. You're looking at the incarnation of hip hop. Well, part of a part Living, of Kendrick's breathing, sleeping. Yeah, you can touch me. I am touchable. I am reachable. People, hip hop is reachable. It's not too far away. Yeah, a part of Kendrick's brand is he's like the rap savior. Mm. That's the that's kind of what they call him. And he kind of, especially with this album, he's embodied it. He embodied it. He was like, I am that, and I'm going to operate as such. And not only am I going to do that, I'm going to raise the bar for everybody else in my class. Like, you're going to have to step up. What do you think? What do you think? Like, well, number one, let me piggyback off what George said. I think talking about the details, look at every live performance that he's done up to this point. Mm-hmm. Everything's been so detailed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, very cerebral. Absolutely. Very cerebral. Like, straight. I mean, as an MC, listening to the way he constructs his bars, mm-hmm. I would say this. Straight Professor X, I'm going to say this, like. Peter Rosenberg made a statement this week. Oh, when he was talking about um, Kendrick could be the best, the of, best all of all time. Yeah, I saw that. Not the greatest. He said he feels Jay-Z is the greatest, and I have to tend to agree at this point. I'm not saying, and I have my reasons why I would say that, but he was like, Jay-Z to him is the greatest, but the best rapper as far as owning his influences, melting them, crafting his own sound and ability, I would say Kendrick. And you know, when he said it at first, I was like, and, I, I, and then I, I thought, I was like, right? Dude, real talk, I'm like thinking about it, it's like, this, I mean, there are a lot of great rappers out there that's from the beginning of this all the way up to this point, but there are very few that embraced their own and brought their own mm-hmm. Thinks their own, their own skin to hip hop. 
I think there you go. Is, I think hip hop is a body, and everybody that really is who understands what it is and what it's about, they're a limb. They're an extinction of what hip hop is. Right. I mean, like I said, the way he constructs his bars, like the technicality that he brings. I would say the best technical rappers I've heard is like Eminem by far. Do you have somebody like Royce the Five Nine? Do you have somebody like a Lupe Fiasco? Lupe. You know, I'm talking about these are technical MCs who know how to write. They're gonna bring you bars, They're gonna bring you bars but it's the way they write those bars, the way they put those syllables together. Bro, it's, uh-huh. it's I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but when you said the word technical, mm-hmm. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's you know, you 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 look at like the Hulk Hogan yeah. and the Macho Man Randy Savages, yeah. and mm-hmm. you look at today's time like the Roman Reigns. Yeah, and those people. straight brawlers. Uh-huh. They're just brawlers. Yeah. yeah, but when you look at people like ring technicians, mm-hmm. like Bret the Hitman mm-hmm. Hart, you look mm-hmm. at it like Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, right? Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio. Ray yeah. I literally, I was telling my homeboy this a couple of days ago. There's never, there is no greater technical wrestler than Kurt Angle. No, you're you're absolutely right. There's no 100%. better technical wrestler than Kurt Angle. Right. I feel like Kendrick Lamar is the Kurt Angle of yes. hip hop right that's now. That's a good. That yes. is like good. he's um, like because yes. like that, I agree. That, like the general consensus of yes. people who love wrestling will tell you yes. that technical wrestling, nigga, Kurt Angle got that in On the life. bag. Period. Yeah. Olympic gold medalist. Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. And when he got to WWE, it was seamless. It's seamless. The, the transition yeah. was seamless. So yeah. you know. Side note. What's I up? call Kurt Angle live, bro. Mm-hmm. Yo, his bicep was as big as my torso. <laughs> yeah, bro. These <laughs> niggas, yeah. they, they ain't, yoked. They they not they not they not playing when it comes yeah. to these uh, <laughs> these weights. But you know, I yeah. I, re- I really feel like Kendrick, for the type of artist that he is, yes, he is literally like a technician yes. when it comes to these bars, when it comes to these lyrics. Like when it comes to just him as an artist, everything is so calculated. S- super calculated. Everything too. is so everything is so strategically mm-hmm. planned to yeah. where it's almost foolproof. Yeah, dude. you know what I mean. Absolutely. Can I be yeah. honest with you? I'm dubious to know the the library of music. To, uh, um, oh, it no has pad. to be out of this world. <laughs> that he right. hasn't used. Right. It has to be out of here. Right. It has to be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The way he constructs his album shows me that he's just recording. He has an idea in his mind what he's doing. He's recording according to the plan, but he's piecing together this story after he's recorded the amount of songs he needs to record. Like, I, I love that that he's man. He can tap any aspect. He of can do what anything. Hip hop. He can. I, I love. I think one of the greatest storytellers of all time in hip hop is Nas. Absolutely, but you can tell by listening to Kendrick that yes. he, he's a student of hip hop. He's a student, he's bruh. He studied. He is I a think student. You can tell that Nas most definitely had an influence on his storytelling yeah. ability because when he when when Kendrick opens his mouth to tell you a story, it's like okay, there are cats that tell stories on songs. Right. And I'm like okay, okay, I got that story. But when you you like you really tune your ear yeah. to pay attention to about what he's going to say because you know he's going to throw some kind of wordplay right. or some yeah. kind of metaphor right. yeah. that's right. going to try to throw you off guard on purpose. I'm gonna tell you something. He got some verses on this new album. I was Bro, like, whoa. I'm gonna I tell lo- you. I love his story. I love the way he he's he he's he. he and he doesn't confuse you with it. He doesn't no. confuse you. It's very, he doesn't conf- it's detailed. very detailed. You can very follow detailed. along. I'm going to tell you Duckworth. Woo-hoo-hoo. 
the bro. story he told on Duckworth. Oh my gosh, it's it's so crazy. If y'all if y'all I don't want to be a spoiler, but oh yeah, that's what we talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I don't want to I don't want to play spoiler, but the song Duckworth for those of you please who have not it. heard please it, please please listen to that song. It's the last song on the oh album. Oh my gosh, the story he told. He was talking about Top Dog, and he was talking about his dad, mm-hmm. and his dad basically almost. Capped. Well, I think I think it was Top Dog almost capped his. Oh, dad. Okay, yeah, it was Top Dog yeah. almost capped his dad. Mm-hmm. Bruh, I don't want to give too much of it mm. away, but that song produced is by Ninth Wonders. Yes, bro. Sampling hiatus coyote. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Bruh, let me tell you something. When I heard that, I was at work and I was like, nah, man. I was telling yeah, my coworker bro. he was listening to it too. I said, dog, Duckworth, bruh. I listened to that album like I don't know how many times at work. I was just like, "Yo, this dude is out of control." But I, I think I think going back to what you guys said, like him being a student just really proves that it's not just the two thousands, late nineties rap that he studied. That means that he had to study the uh, origins of hip hop. Absolutely. Because when you think about the origins of hip hop, all of it was nothing but a story. See, that's the thing about Kendrick. I appreciate because some like these new 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 cats, they get away with like disrespecting the greats. They, and I'll be thinking to myself, like, how can you even think about having a future if you don't study what's been successful? Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, like, Big had two albums but was great for a reason. That dude came into the game hard. Bruh, like, we've never heard nothing like it. Mm-hmm. His flow, how he told stories at the time, you know, it was kind of like, yo. It was so ahead of his it time. It was ahead of his time. Nas wrote Illmatic when he was 17, 18 years old. Bruh, he was like 10, 15 years ahead of his time. Like, ridiculous. So, like, we li- when I listen to Kendrick, like I said, the way he writes his rhymes, his stories, like you said, it's very calculated and meticulous, like, super perfectionist. You know what I'm saying? From what I hear, they said, like, when he in the studio, it's just him and the engineer. He cuts... He he do like uh, what LeBron do around playoff times, like no social media. Obsessed, bro. Yeah, he's obsessed. And they said he got worse after he started working with Dre. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They said once he started working with Dre, they said like Dre will p- like pushed him to his max as far as like you know they say Dre is known for having you repeat a line for like four hours till he gets the right tone that he needs for a song. So they said after Kendrick started working with Dre, he became super obsessive with like the process of recording. So, and you can hear though, like you listen yeah. to Tim Pimp- to Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm. how he told that story. Yeah. Well, first of all, his debut, Good Kid, Mad City, was an album full of stories. Absolutely. Do you realize how incredible that is? Yeah. In this day and time. In this day and time, because nobody does it no more. Nobody's Bruh. telling stories no more. He told. St- First of all, he started off the album getting saved, number one. Absolutely. Like a movie. Mm-hmm. But then he told a complete story from beginning to, to end. end. And then the tracks that didn't make the album, like Cartoons and Serial, have mm-hmm. you heard that? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like some incredible stuff. I'm yeah. like, that's incredible, bro. Like, that's out of this world yeah, to bro. like become a rap superstar. Mm-hmm. Off of some real hip hop rapidy rap type stuff. Nobody, nobody really does it anymore, man. So like, so we have blood. We go into DNA. Feel is, bruh. Let feel me. Is stupid. Let me. Let me. Feel. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now. When I saw LeBron have the album first, I was already. Di- I was jealous. He had more life before yeah, everybody. Else I was did jealous. Too. I was like, bro, what are you doing? This is, bro. My okay. Hey, shout out to the king, though. <laughs> shout out to the, the king. Land. 
We're going to get there, though. We're going to get there. Not not today. We're going to get there. <laughs> not today. Defend the land. We are not having, hey, we are not having none of your LeBron shenanigans right now, dude. <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead, Chris. Look, so back, okay, We I just want to say this and then we can move on to, mm-hmm. to more life. Um, the song Fear. Yeah. I And I tweeted this. I tweeted this uh, a couple of days ago. It is the perfect depiction of what it's like to grow up mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the hood as a young black kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't know. Like I, I've heard this from my mom. I will beat you if yeah. you spill that juice. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will beat yes. you uh-huh. if if you if that TV is loud. Mm-hmm. I will beat you if you come in this house mm-hmm. all super late. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it. I literally heard my mom say all this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the perfect, and you get fear out yeah, of that. Yeah. That, it, that that's where that fear sets yeah, in. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So th- that song to me, that's the best song on this album, mm-hmm. with with the exception, with the exception of Duckworth mm-hmm. and DNA. Mm-hmm. Fear mm. is the my that's my best song on the album. Like that's the best song on the album. That's my right. favorite. Like okay, that's I was an amazing song. So. I I'll, I was me and Chris was texting earlier, and I told him I would rate it as a good nine point five, mm-hmm. more like an in between nine to nine point five. Okay, it's only two songs in the album I don't like. Like it, well, I don't care for. I'm not gonna say I don't like them because was that love? Yeah, okay. I don't like love. Mm-hmm. That's just not my flavor. Right, right. Um, but it's a good song though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like God. Okay, okay. I don't like God. I mean. There, there are like there's like one or two songs on there that I could really that I could kind of go it out to, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily jig with that. I mean, I listen to it, right? And then, um, um, probably, uh, probably lust. I can't really jig mm-hmm. with lust like that. Mm-hmm. Lust, lust, like I said, all those every song on there is dope. But if I had to choose two that I could could kind of go without, it'll probably be um, yeah. And lust, but um, okay, that's yeah. the question. Mm-hmm. And I want I want to see if you caught it too, uh, Jeff. How'd you feel about the strong black Hebrew Israelite Israelite message in it? Now that was the thing that kind of threw me off a little bit off, because I was like, mm, interesting. This is my thing, bro. First of all, is Kendrick black Hebrew Israelite? Because I know everybody's so gonna say like. Oh, he's a Christian rapper on To Bimple Butterfly. Well, he was Christian. But then we have black Hebrew is a light type message in this. Which, if people get it twisted, could be all bad. If you don't pay attention, you can, it sounds very similar. Absolutely. Because somebody texted me and asked me about it. They was like, hey, what is this? And I was like, you know, it's similar. It's not even similar to what we believe as Christians. Right. But it could sound similar, but so much very different. You know, it don't sound. We they don't believe in the Trinity. Um, they believe that black people, Native Americans, and Mexicans are the chosen people, but we're cursed since the since the days of Moses. Right. Mm. Which doesn't make sense because Jesus died on the cross, and we just celebrated Easter, so Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Ah, so, God. but it j- because you know the Yah, the Yah song is what they call. Mm, yeah. So it was just, it was very strong, and I was like, mm. you know, I, I don't. This is 
this is my thing. Right. In general. Well, across the board in the music industry. Come on now. I won't say that he is. But what we see a tendency in the industry is a tapping into different different religions for the forms of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Right. And my thing is um my thing is um or for the forms of acceptance or for the forms of hey, I'm just trying it out to see what fits me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think because like but my thing is like y'all know when y'all listen to, to when y'all listen to, to Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick, right? Is it me or did anybody even from the first track like you felt like you felt like uh like thin air was like was walking on your skin because it was just so thick. Like the atmosphere on that music was so thick. You know what I mean? So my thing it's a, it's a heavy album. It's a heavy album. Very heavy. So my thing is like when Kendrick but the thing is Kendrick has never been a light rapper. No. He's never made lollipop rap. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Ooh. Um <laughs> I don't think he plans on. I, I I think he's that artist that's just like he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give you, uh, he's gonna keep you updated on current events and what's going on with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how he feels about what's going on around him. Right. You know, and like I said, he's a storyteller, so he, it's in him. He's gonna say and what's what going on, what's on his mind, and what's uh, about his views and what he can, what he's concerned about, and and most definitely reach out to people in general because I don't think it's not just about being black. It's it's about being um. Being involved in uh, in a state of humanity. Mm. I just want to throw this out there really quick, but I I think, you know, which which is really interesting that people will probably start bringing stuff about Kendrick, but you can look at popular rap albums way before where you see a strong sense of religious views being dictated. You know what I mean? I mean, like Lupe Fiasco is basically a Muslim rapper. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like we see that we see that prevalent. You know what I mean? Like very prevalent on on a on a mainstream level. Because mm-hmm. again, as we we've talked about in times past, that you know gospel rap or Christian rap. You know what I mean? Is most definitely still like a very underground right. message. You know, so um, I mean, like one thing I like about Kendrick is like, man, he's so clever with the way he packages his message within his music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like even with Humble, like you listen to Humble before the album, you're like, oh, this is something that's dope. We could kind of rock out to. But then you listen to it in the context of the album, you're like, ah, oh, I get it. I see what you're trying to say, you know, because there's a story. Yeah. He's tr- he's trying to t- he's trying to tell. But okay, this let me ask y'all this question. How would you rank his albums? I was hoping we would get into this discussion. Mm. Because I d- I I listened to all of his mm-hmm. albums before mm-hmm. I listened to his newest, just so I can do this mm-hmm. exact thing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm gonna let y'all do this. I I I have an opinion. Okay. But right, this is all just our opinion. Yeah, so I have like I have a I I will say this before. So na- okay, because I'm I'm the rook in this. Okay, I'm the rook. I'm or novice, depending on if we're playing 2K17, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Um, I would say to pimp the, a butterfly would be his number one. And the reason why I'm going to say that, not because the Grammys, not because the Grammys that he won from it, but the impact that he made off that album, okay, across the board. Okay, I could challenge that though, because my homie, my homie said something to me today about that. You notice with Tim a Butterfly, he didn't do a tour for it. At all. He did 
a very small tour. Right, a small like four or five city tour. And, right. the, and the Kennedy Center joint that he did. Yeah, that yeah, yo, okay, yeah. Think about Ken- that though. He didn't do a tour. Normally, if you got like a really successful album, the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, well, there's something going on on the TV here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we watching that Portland to go to state. Yeah. Um, but he didn't do a tour, and my boy was telling me because we, as a culture, thought it was received well, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't received. It wasn't at all, man. I know a lot of people that didn't like that album. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. Why do you think Fox News was going so hard on him? Yeah. And he even took sound bites from Fox News and put it in in DNA. Yeah. Um, But go back to your point. Go back to your point. Go back to your point. I'm just telling you because I thought the same thing, but my homie brought that to my attention. I was like, you're so right. But this this is the thing. Like, I have this thought in my head. I'm trying to make sure I, I portray it clearly. Just because it was it wasn't received well, doesn't mean that it wasn't success. It wasn't his best. No, that no. I'm not you, saying you, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, like Jordan dunked on everybody, but they still call him the greatest player. Right. You know what I mean? Embarrass him. Like we see clips of guys on the opposite teams laughing at their teammate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just feel like, regardless, like of course Fox News wasn't going to like it because. It, it attacked a lot of things that that but I know a lot of hip hop fans that didn't like that album. Wow. I know a lot of people. Like when I brought it up, they were like, "Oh no, get get Kid Mass City, it's fire!" Like get get this out of here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What?" Like I was like about to fight. Like what? <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? That that was like, but I, I know a lot of rap fans that was like, "Nah." That's interesting to me. I think for me, it that's was what I'm saying. So that. It is interesting to me. The impact wasn't as great as we... I listened to a podcast today that I really respect. And the dude was like, I took Pippa Butterfly, was cool. And I was like, ooh. I'm about to unscribe. (laughs) This is... this. Okay, I'll say this about the Pippa Butterfly. The Pimp Butterfly was a woke album. Mm. Very. And the time it came out in? Exactly. It was a woke album. Yeah. Here's why a lot of people didn't necessarily like that album. Mm-hmm. If you look at Black Lives Matter, you look at a lot of the um, civil rights, um, social injustice groups that are out here, their number one goal is to bring awareness yeah. to everything that's going on in the nation. Mm-hmm. That's all Kendrick was doing. Mm-hmm. What I noticed is while there were a lot of woke people who did appreciate this album, there were also a lot of woke people that necessarily did not appreciate this album because of the fact that they felt like Kendrick is stepping into a lane in which they felt like, oh, he should probably kind of like... Mm-hmm. Ease up, like mm-hmm. kind of stay. This, this is what we do, bro. Right. Like, let right. us be the social activist. Yeah. But like at the same time, what better way to get your point across about social injustice than music? Music is a Everybody. universal language. Everybody uses it. I saw this one interview where this dude, he was, um, he was, um, he was over. He's over Black Lives Matter. I think in like Orlando, Florida or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was saying that um he was saying that 
he didn't necessarily he didn't necessarily like the like to pimper butterfly because it was just so it he felt like he was just he felt like he was kind of stepping on their on their toes mm. and i'm just like bro like how can you even say that why like, does it even matter why, it doesn't even matter no you know what i mean so you're, the message that you're trying to put out, somebody picked up on it and ran with it. Exactly. So why? It was very. To pimp a butterfly is a. Li- and you tell me, George, what you think. What I'm about to say. To to, to pimp a butterfly. When I think about it now, and I'm gonna actually listen to it again tomorrow. It was like a more public enemy type of album than it was yeah. an NWA type of album. It was more fight the power. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I got you. You know, it's just. I think, because w- w- people, a lot of people rocked with Public Enemy, but they couldn't really rock, rock with them. Right. That's right. what I was about I to know, say. I know what you're You right. know what I'm saying? I get where you're going I with it. Right. I, I get where you're saying. Feel, yeah. I, feel, I feel what you're saying. And there, were, and there was a lot, even in the black community, it's like, yeah, we, you know, we down with what you're saying, but when we don't have the courage <laughs> there you to go. walk that walk with you. Right. And that's, that's what, what I was, was about to yeah. say, man. Is yeah. all public enemy the difference between public enemy and NWA was public enemy they were not only opposing injustice, but they wanted to build up their communities as well. Right. NWA was just F the police all the yeah, time uh-huh. and you never really got right like you never really got the the follow up records like yeah. on how we can better ourselves as right. a community. We're more so awesome, nigga. F the police. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas fight fight the power, public enemy, they were on that too. Yeah. But after we get done fighting the police, let's do what we got to do to build yeah, our own communities community. and build ourselves up. You know. I'm starting to believe that now. I was uh, as you say that I think people don't like that album because when we hear about conscious rap, we also we hear a lot about bringing awareness to the injustice within a system. Right. What Kendrick did with that album was, okay, I'm going to bring a justice. I'm going to bring awareness to injustice in the system. But what I'm also going to do is put a mirror up. Yeah. And make you look at yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think to pimp a butterfly most definitely makes you think. Yeah, it challenges you, It too. really does. You know, it, it's not an easy listen. It's definitely it surely not. was not. It, it's <laughs> definitely You know not. what I'm saying? And nowadays, a lot of people want easy listening music. Yes, that's yes. what we get for it. You know All what I'm saying? Mumble, mumble. That's the SoundCloud generation, bruh. But it's funny to me how people will love Good Kid, Mad City when, okay, sonically is a little bit more bangers on there, but he's still talking basically about he's the talking same that talk. stuff. Yeah, talking that talk. He's just basically, it's a dark album as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny, but I know a lot of people that really don't rock with Tupima Butterfly, and I'm like, really? Okay. Okay, so how would you rank? Okay, yeah. So before the album came out, I listened to every Kendrick project. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go from the bottom up. Okay, the very last, the the very last project on the list would probably be Section Eighty. Okay, I agree. If that's I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to knock it out. Two words <laughs> <or> one <stuff. laughs> I agree. Section Eighty. I agree. Overly dedicated is is next. Okay. Yeah. Overly I agree. dedicated is next. I I like overly dedicated too. Um. To pimp a butterfly. <laughs> okay. Let it cook. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
It goes to Pimple Butterfly is mm-hmm. third. Damn is second. Mm, oh, okay, I see where you're going. Good Kid, Mad City is his best album. Oh. And the, the reason why I mm-hmm. say that is because it's very rare yeah. that you have an artist come out with a debut album with all of the hype surrounded by him and he delivers on that oh big man, of a scale. So right. And yeah. then some. Like, you were signed by Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Number one, when you signed by Dr. Dre, when you signed to Dr. Dre, number one, the odds are already stacked against you because we don't even know if your album's gonna come out. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the way you did Rock Kim too. Exactly. Like we don't even know don't if your like album's gonna co- Bro, Dr. Dre has had some amazing lyricists on Aftermath. Yeah. He had Joel Ortiz, bro. Oh my god. And he didn't drop an album. And I love Joel. He had Rakim, and he didn't drop an nope. album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. He had Rakim and did not drop an album. Yep. Bro, I was high. And when Kendrick. When that I, brother is a whole nother conversation in himself. Real talk. Yeah. Who was actually a way ahead of his time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You That's can play so his good. albums now and be like, where did this dude come from? Yeah. 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 For him not to drop an album? That. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't drop an album uh, after that's that. That's uh, Okay, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> um, so the the odds are auto, auto, already automatically stacked against K. Dot, right. right? But when he dropped that album, I was literally listening to it, and I was thinking to myself, like, with regardless of the hype and all the bells and whistles that that preceded the release of the album. Mm-hmm. It gave me more than what I was expecting mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, you got all this hype. Normally, when people got a lot of hype around their project, it don't bode well for them. Mm-hmm. But Kendrick gave me more than what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I was like, this dude is for real. But mm-hmm. I think it goes back to what you're talking about, man. Like, I think he's an honest person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very authentic. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he's given us, like, very himself music yeah exactly you know he, what i mean like he's he don't shy away from who he is either. he yeah he Not told he told such an amazing story on the day in the life of a kid growing up in Compton. Yep. like yep. it's it was an amazing story like a lot of us a lot of us especially us who have grown up in the ie or la or anything like that a lot of us can attest to going to a house party mm-hmm. seeing a chick you getting her number, you texting her the whole summer, da 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 and you finally link up with her, da 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 Like, a lot of us can attest to that. Yeah. Also, a lot of us can attest to the other side of that story mm-hmm. when she got three niggas waiting on you yeah. when you get to the crib yeah. and they jump you. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us can attest to that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of, though, a lot of the stories that he told was just stuff that I was really sitting, it resonated with me because right. I'm just like, yo, not only is he telling the truth, but he really from Cali. Like yeah. he really from Compton. Yeah. He really he really is about that life. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So that's why I say Good Kid Mad City is his best album. Mm-hmm. And he do people just think That's one of the best features I've ever heard. <laughs> like, right. I was like, yeah, I love Jay Rock. Imagine Rock up in the projects, letting yeah. niggas pick your power. I was like, he's really going 
right, off right, right now. Right. So so yeah, Good Kid, Mad City is number one for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go from top down. Um, I'm gonna say Tip of Butterfly number one. Good Kid two. I'll say Bam is three. Um, and then we'll just drop off from there. We'll drop off from there. I like Section 80 a lot. You know, I like Overly Dedicated a lot. That's actually when I was introduced to Kendrick. Wait a second. Which one he had on there was she the, oh, what's the name of that song? He had a video for it. She Loves Me. She's in a den. Oh. Uh, that's Overly Dedicated. That's Overly Dedicated. That's Overly Dedicated, yeah, right? that's Overly Dedicated. That's yeah. when I was introduced to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll go from there. Yeah. I like To Pimp Butterfly for these reasons. Good kid, like you said, what you said about Good Kid, kid Mad City is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's the top three best debut ever. And you could just put them however you want. I would say that the top three for me that I heard debut albums, Nas, Illmatic, mm-hmm. Kanye's College Dropout, mm-hmm. then I would say Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. That's funny, because I was talking to, I was talking to my, my barber. Mm-hmm. And he says, because I said College Dropout as well as one of the best debuts. He said Get Rich or Die Trying was one of the best mm. debuts. And I forgot about that. That's true. Okay. Four. Hey, you just four. It's four. We're talking, we're talking about that. Debuts. 50. Yeah, yeah, debuts. Yeah. It's 50. Yeah. There was a whole but lot you know of hype surrounding that, yeah, though. Yeah, it sure was. Mm-hmm. There was a whole he lot of hype. He lived up to it, too. Mm-hmm. He did. He, did. he lived he up to it for a long He had an era. Absolutely. You dig? He had an era. Absolutely. So he had an era in the midst of a heavy dip set and a heavy rock rock uh, Rockefeller. That's incredible. Bro, one of the craziest stories I heard during that 50 Cent era was Jay-Z telling Beanie, uh, telling Beans and Freeway and all them, y'all niggas better start yeah. making yeah. Y'all, this music because 50 Cent is coming. Yeah. And, and once that in the club drop, that's what he told him. And then once in the club drop, it was over. You just gotta sit this hey, out. Okay, bro. hold Let's on, be hold real. on. Beanie and all them, all them Philly cats, they're they're, dude, they they're spitters. Yeah, they get but it in. I think I don't know what happened. I'm like, <laughs> it's the curse they were. Can I be real? They were anticipated. A well, lot of people were the anticipated. Philly curse. <laughs> 50 dr- times change. And then 50, you gotta, 50 what, what Jay-Z was trying to tell him is the sound is about to change. Exactly. Jump on it now. And 50 is going to be switched. It's automatic spirit. It don't matter as soon as you hear that. Dun, dun. It's over. Dun, 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 dun. You, 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 I don't care who you are. You're all. Okay. It's going to take you to a place. Okay. Oh, but hold on. Okay. I will say top five debuts. My top five. Before we jump back on to Are this. we going hip, just hip hop? I'm going, yeah. Yeah, I'm just hip hop. I'm going to do top hip-hop. five debuts that for me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Can I be real? Okay, it's going to be one of the guys. Look, I'm only going to put the top you five. You can't have this. You can't. Because <laughs> I just you thought about do. something else. You can't do just I just five. thought about something else. There's so <laughs> I'll just much. There's okay, so look, many hold on, hold on. Okay, top five within the last, what? Put it like this. Hold on, hold on. If we if we going real. Can't even say that. You can't. We can't even. I go, can't even say you that. Can't, you can't even because I just thought about it. Dude. I'm gonna just tell you. I'm gonna just tell you my top five. Not my top five. My favorite debut albums. Okay. Okay. My, that, that's fair. In Ray yeah, Nell's lifetime. Fair. I like Ray that. In Ray Nell's lifetime. Favorite top five. I'm gonna say Nas Okay. Biggie's Life After Death. Okay. 
Lauren Hills, the miseducation of Lauren Hills. Wait, you mean ready to die, not life. Oh, yeah, ready Ready to to die. die. Uh Miseducation of Lauren Hills. Okay. We're going to go 50 Cent. Get Richard Die Trying. Okay. Uh Yeah. And then we're going to go Kendrick's Good Kid Master. Good Kid Master. No, no. Um, Because I'm going kind of like in time. it don't matter. There's no, there's no time frame. And then Good Kid, Mad City. Okay. How you place them is your opinion. Yeah, that's that's open to interpretation. Like that's. But I believe those are like those are culture shifting. Absolutely. Add a honorable mention. Top six. Lupe fiascos. Food, food and liquor. Food and liquor. Ooh. That was as an honorable mention. You got yeah. As an honorable mention. As an honorable mention. Cause that bro, that 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 that, that kick that kick push. I don't know. I see. It's I will so put it up there. I will put. I will put it. You up put there. up there. I will put it in there. Absolutely. Okay. It, okay. Did, it, did it shift culture? Yes. It because shook, all the. It shook, I'm not hating. I love. Oh, no, I it, love it that shook, album. It shook culture. I love that. It album. shook culture in the way that people approached rapping. Mm. Like and Lupe was doing stuff that, like. You made a whole song out of talking about skateboarding, bro. Like, bro, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it did. It laid a foundation. Bruh, and how many? Mm. Ha, I'm bruh, still leaning on not, it. It's bruh. not. I'm, that's just me. Food and liquor. I'm, I'm not this. hating on it. Let, let Jeff go. Let Jeff go. Say this. How many cats you know was trading their Jays in for Osiris's? Nigga, <laughs> that's true. I can't. That's I'm gonna true. tell you the reason why, though. I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Like, okay, this is just me. This isn't me. Now, as a as a rap MC fan, Food and Liquor is one of my favorite yeah, albums. Yeah. Point blank, period. Yep. Those ones I named changed music. Were just impactful. They impacted the entire culture. Right. Like, shifted. Boom. Right. Boom. Right. Like those shifted everything. Right. Like you think about Fifty Cent. Like I said, he had his whole era after that. Uh, Kanye, to this day, is still going on. Absolutely. And not only that, but Kanye. Ushered in how many other artists? He has a sound now, dude. You feel Kanye, what I'm saying? Kanye was super ahead of his time. I chose good, uh, College Dropout as my favorite debut because, like, that album literally, like, I like to, I hold significance for bodies of work, like as far as music, as to what it did for me at that point in time mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, College Dropout I came out you. in 2004. Mm-hmm. That was my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So that was the soundtrack to my entire first year of high school. Right, right. So it's just like every song on there was like relatable. I know he had the, you know, the, the college thing going on, mm-hmm. but the school theme, it's all one and the same. Right. So I'm walking through the halls of Rancho Verde High School. Shout out to Cho Life or No Life. You dig? Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm walking through the halls at Rancho and like I'm literally, I got this album in my in my earbuds, yo. So that's why I say College Dropout is one of the greatest my greatest. I think debut. you can't even debate it at this point. You can't. You can't. So much. There's so much. One thing I can't say about hip hop. There's a unlimited. At this point, there's so much great music that you can refer to and go back to. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's it's. You're you're you guys are refer- referencing albums that you can't put in a time frame. Even though they came they came at a certain time in everybody's life, mm-hmm. but. They're like, like you said, they are timeless albums. You can pop them, you can drop them. We can, we can play all those albums right now, and we'd be like, there's no debate that we can't really pick. Right, right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. But okay, so let, let me let me get back to this. I mean, there's so many artists that had awesome debuts. 
Yeah, I mean, like Biggie's Life After Death. You still listen to Juicy to this day. Absolutely. Most Bro. definitely. Still listen to That's 94. A whole, the whole album exactly. to this day. That's 94. Absolutely. Exactly. Nas Illmatic is. That's 93. That's 93. 93, exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Like, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is still the standard. Man. For a female MC slash singer right now, that nobody's even came close. Then you right. have the you have then you have the Fugees themselves. Yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, so I, I I just think those for me those are mine in my lifetime. I can look back at those as markers. Like I remember when I was a heavy Fugees fan. Absolutely. When when Lauren left and Miss Education dropped, I was just like, yo, she's amazing. Yeah, man. She mm-hmm. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, man. Like, but say what I say with Kendrick is, I'll say to Pimp Butterfly for me is the reasons why. Because I was look, I was like, how can you top Good Kid in Madison? Right, right, right. I was like, the follow-up for this is But you know what's so frightening? That's what I thought. You want to know, you wanna know the scary thing about Kendrick right now? Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. This cat is about, I mean, he's already in takeover status. It's just right now, the library music that he's probably sitting on, it's just, a, all for him, I think it's just timing. Yeah. I just need Kendrick to do a live album. Oh. That would be amazing. I just need him to do a live album or just give me a collection of all of his untitles that he did on them uh, live TV shows. Just well, he gave you the untitles. Oh, well, he, he didn't did, give he you g- one. He he only gave you one untitled unmasked. Yeah, um, yeah, but I just need him to um, give, me a, give me a live album. Okay, this, but this thing with the temp- to Bibba Butterfly is that I was in my mind, I was like, dang, coming out so heavy like he did with Good Kid, Mad City. I don't know if you can give me anything close to it, or if you can even top it. The reason it was my favorite is my favorite Kendrick album because he took a complete left. He made a left turn, a sharp left turn at the peak of his career and displayed another side of him. Yeah. 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 I don't think that he's looking to outdo any of his albums. I right. Think, I think he's just looking to release. And that's that was that I think that's what's gonna make his longevity uh in this industry great. Because he's not trying to outdo himself or he's right. not trying to outdo any artist. I think I think, you know, I told my boy this because he was like, I don't, I'm not really feeling it. I said, why? He said, because I feel like it's all over the place. And I told him, do you feel the same way about a Kanye album? And he was like, no. I said, well, the same grace sonically you give Kanye, were you just saying, I'm going along for the ride? Absolutely. You got to give it to Kendrick. You have to give it to Kendrick, too, because he's so versatile that you don't even know what to expect. Like, nobody knew we are going to get this album from listening to the single Humble. Absolutely. Like, we didn't know we were getting a DNA. We didn't right. know... Cause when I heard "Humble," I thought we was getting okay, Kendrick. You you going to your turn up route? Yeah, you exactly. Turn up route. And right. I was gonna I be mean, mad. I ain't gonna lie. I was gonna right. be mad. Like, was, hey, you know, I was telling Jeff last time that you know I got a homie that's Kendrick Lamar, music director. Okay. So when the Heart Part Four dropped, I just hit the homie up. Yo, tell K Dot, thank you. <laughs> Real talk. Right. He got back to your boy. He was just like, "Yo, you just did." And I said, "What?" I'm at work. Like, hold on. <laughs> and, he, and he was like much appreciated he's all as well oh, and I was just like yo That's salute crazy. salute to the king Kendrick salute to king Kung um, Kenny let me ask you this though <coughs> if 
this is the talk now. And I think this is a great conversation to have. We probably don't have to end soon. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've been talking for a minute. And we'll, we and we'll get into the, the others. So what we going to get <laughs> into, know. man? We got so much. Yeah. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is, so what, this is what you get with AZs and Root Brews. You, you get substance. You yeah. get shenanigans. Yeah. But you get real talk. Absolutely. You get um, real opinions. You know? We just going to label this the talk part one. This yeah, like, talk this part one. Yeah. I like that. Okay. We go through, yeah. Part one. Yeah, okay, yeah. so where would you rank Kendrick now? Number one. Bottom line. In new school? And number one. Woo! <laughs> now, one. I have a question really quick because I just need clarification. You said that you think that you believe you would rank Jay Z as the greatest of all time, and then but you would recognize Kendrick as the best of all time. How, how the would difference. We do the difference is this. There's a difference. And I want to understand the difference because when I hear about the greatest and the best, greatest is a cum cumulative all the way around, the way around career. Okay. Impact. Yeah. Impact. Longevity. Your brand. Your brand. Able to. Hey, look, it was a couple of times Jay Z could have been a body here. Oh, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember that. After Valley, you won. Oh. Bruh, his album that blew him up was that Hard Night Life album. Yeah. Especially Pac was, was still Pac was still popping off. And he Pac was, was everybody the out business. of here when he dropped that. It's a hard knock and the money cash holes mm -hmm. and the, all that on that project, bro. Man, he was. Hey, think about here. all of those joints came from one album. One he album. He was out of here. Blueprint. Oh. And then it was like okay, but then he gives you. But then he dropped the black album. He like the black album. He gave you blueprint. Yeah. The plug yeah. joint. Hope. This is the thing with hope. And I was watching. I don't know if y'all watched this thing on uh, YouTube. I got on. I got on Jay Z a little late. I did too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all watched this thing on on YouTube. Uh, y'all know Complex Magazine or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have this thing called Magnum Opus, mm -hmm. where they where they they chronicle the making of these landmark songs by Ooh. these artists. Okay, okay. They did one on Ja Rule and Vita. Put it on me mm -hmm. with Lil Mo. And I they, love they, that song. They, I love that video. They, they interview Irv Gotti, but they, they, yeah, but they, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they did a separate, a separate interview thing with Irv Gotti, and Irv, it, they called it Jewels by Irv Gotti. Mm -hmm. I swear, I, w I would have loved to come up in music in this era, mm -hmm. and I would have loved to been signed to Def Jam, mm -hmm. and I would have loved for Irv Gotti to be my A and R mm -hmm. because this dude, oh like, yeah. I love hearing him talk, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just Passion. so dope. It's yeah. passionate. Yeah. But what he was saying though, that Volume One album, all those beats was supposed to go to Biggie. All those beats that you heard on Volume One, mm -hmm. Sunshine, You Belong to the mm -hmm. Streets, all that stuff. All that he made a that was a bad boy hitman album. Mm. That's why it was. I mean, it sold, but in the fans, in the eyes of fans who know Jay Z, who he is now, it was a dud. Yeah, because that's not his energy. That's not his. Yeah, that's not his. That's lane. not his. That's not his. That's not yeah. his stilo. You know what I'm hey, saying? Biggie would have ate those joints, bruh. Big Sunshine, bruh. And Puffy's push behind that. If it Big been had them beats, if Big, if Big. Would have been alive, and Jay Z wouldn't have took those beats. Big would have had like another classic. Yeah, another album. classic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. So yeah, I would say like yeah, Jay Z. I mean like look, my personal favorite is Nas. Yeah, of all time, that's my personal favorite. But if you look at the the accolades, I mean like Jay Z just won Songwriter. 
Yeah, got inducted into the Songwriter Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. The only rapper. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of rappers. Lot. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but, but to, I'm saying like to bounce back from that second album flop mm-hmm. to hit you with a classic, mm-hmm. and then to hit you with a mm-hmm. blueprint. Yeah, that that Nas thing, bro. That took the wind out of that blue blueprint album. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, for him to bounce back the whole split of the Rockefeller thing and then come up even further, like, for what he's done for the culture for this long, he's, like, the greatest he's of the all greatest time. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Now, the best is just, like, the art of rap. Just bar for bar. Bar for bar. Really going. Skill, delivery, technicality. That makes complete sense. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. um, like, Kendrick changes his voices. He changes his tone. Exactly. He can sing if he wants to. Like, he could be in the... Like, he has a song in there, like, it's very strong Andre 3000 influence. Right. It sounds almost... Bro, I, thought, I thought that was Andre. You thought it was Andre, right? We've never seen that rapper do... Like, we never seen a rapper... I want to see that. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Yo. But we never seen a rapper, like Peter Rosenberg said, which is so true. We never seen a rapper take all of these influences and like just and put it out there and make them his and make them his. Like he has to like. This is when I knew Kendrick was dope. He has a song called. Um, he has. He's on. He's featured on a song with Tech and I. Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, I think it's called. It's not shallow. Um, fragile. Okay. His verse, Kendrick's verse. Now you know how Tech Nine spit. Absolutely. Not a lot of people can spit like Tech Nine. Right. Not a lot of people can hang with Tech Nine. Right. Bruh. Kendrick verse on Fragile. I'll play it for y'all before y'all leave here. Okay. Is amazing. He has a verse where he's rapping with Eminem on the M on the Marshall Mathers LP part two. You're talking about uh Love Game. Bruh. Woo! His verse. Yeah. Is, um when you're hanging technically with these technical legends. Mm-hmm. At a very early stage in your career, like I bet if you do those songs now, it'd be probably just ten times better. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So technically, and how he's able to just mold and craft himself, it's like he becomes a part of the beat almost. Right. Right. I mean, we ain't never seen nobody do it like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is after an Eminem. I never thought technically we'll see another rapper like Eminem. We got one. You know what I'm saying? But sure. we got one. He from Compton. Mm-hmm. You know. So we're gonna end this episode yeah. here. I'm just gonna say this before we end the episode. I really, I think across the board. And I'm so happy to say this for so long. I think we're back in an era where real music is back. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you. And what we need right now, I think, I, and I know they're out there. You know, you yeah, guys might be able to throw some names up out there for me. We need we need a couple more. We need a couple more artists in, the, in uh, that lane. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, like I was telling Joe Budden said um, on his podcast, you know, um, but Kendrick Cole and Drake and them, they're now veterans. And yeah, Wale, we need, we need and Big Sean. We, we need some, so we it's need some somebody should be bubbling now, right? Would, I, ch- would, would that be Chance or Chances? Yeah, Chance. Uh, he kind of that borderline, right? Not now. Not no. Now. Oh, okay. Ch- I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say Chance is a vet. I think Chance, Chance is not a still vet. new. He's still kind of new. You got to look at it like this, though. Chance just turned twenty-four years old. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Wow, like he okay. just turned 24 the day after me, after after my birthday. So it's like I'm saying this though. I would, if I were Chance, I would sit back, watch Kendrick shine, take notes. 
I'm telling you what I think I'm seeing from Chance. That's, that's, that's good. With I'm you. telling you what I think I'm seeing from Chance. It seemed like they're molding him and priming him. Yeah. I can see that. To take some spots. I'm, I think, I think this is my opinion. Culture-wise, culture right? And I'm going to bring this person up that we brought before. I think Chance has an opportunity to be what Lupe wasn't given the opportunity to become. Mm, you think so? I think think about it, bro. Think about it. Lupe is still a beast. But just check, check but this is my opinion, right? Shy Town represent number 1. Number 2, right? Second thing. Lupe or 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 a better way to put it, I think what who Chance is for this generation is what Lupe was for our generation. Mm-hmm. Giving people the opportunity to express themselves how they really want to. Go I think no, go ahead. I'll tell and you that's why. That's why. That's I'll why I changed my statement. That's why I changed my statement. I think because think about it, going back to what I'm saying, right? Chance, like Lupe Fiasco, right? He gave cast the he gave cast the uh, number one the permission to trade their Jordans in for Osiris's, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep. Real talk. He gave us music that we can connect to from a from a from a background standpoint, right? From like I'm, I just want to do what I love. Mm-hmm. Number two, right? So with those two reasons, hasn't Chance done the same thing, right? He's given us the permission to he's brought he's well we already know in this circle, but he's he's introduced the church sound Mm -hmm. again, giving cast the opportunity to be who they want to, right? And he's again he brought back a style that I haven't seen in a while, and that was the idea of cats wearing overalls again. And when's the last time you seen guys rock overalls? I don't think it's still. I, I think no man should rock overalls. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. I didn't uh, like it in the eighties. I didn't like it in the nineties. Yeah, I don't like I it in two thousand seventeen. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Why, like, why are you buying I'm this? Just, <laughs> I'm just saying that no. like, Lupe was. Leave such the Oshkosh pagosh. Leave him in the store. Leave the Oshkosh. I'm just saying that Lupe was. Lupe was such a honest rapper to me. Right. Lupe was such an honest rapper to me, and I think that Chance has done such a great job. <laughs> I don't like the Oshkosh fish. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to see oh, you try to stylize it and I, have one off. Right, no, I don't, I don't like it at see all. That. I don't want like I don't like the three <laughs> no, hat. For, I don't like the three hat accessorized with it. I don't <laughs> no, like nothing. I don't, I don't like want nothing. the denim hat. I don't right. want the denim hat. Yeah, I, just think, I think he just done a great job of bringing back uh, honest rap. Gotcha. You're right. again another honest rapper, and I think right. because of how he carries himself, being a being a, a Midwest East Coast cat. Yeah. I th- I think you know I miss Lupe. You know what I mean. I like and I'm, I'm not saying that Lupe hasn't disappeared, but no, I'm just I think. But I think what you described to me more than it, it is Lupe. It's more Kanye. It's more college dropout Kanye than it is Lupe, because Kanye brought that gospel feel, soulful feel. He did. He did. And if you really listen to Coloring Book, it's more like a college dropout type of feel than it is. Um, Anything else? He's bring you that common man, that common man flow, absolutely, which is what uh, or style of rap, which is what uh, Kanye did early on, and he's being authentically him, which is what Kanye was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, so I, I'm, I, I would like him more to like a Kanye, but he's still more of his own thing because we never really seen somebody like him before. Time, time will tell, dude. I mean, it's. I mean, I think. Uh, Damn, dropped at a at a really the timing. Was yeah, the timing dropped was at great. a pivotal time for sure. Honestly, I go lie. I was like, man, th- what 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 Kendrick is and great at and, is and it's like it's like driving on the freeway at two o'clock in the morning. You're the only one out there. 
you can pick whatever lane you want. Yeah. I mean, he's the only. I mean, I mean, there are other cats out there right now, you know. But I know they're sitting back like, oh, they most definitely whatever they got brewing in the shop right now, they most definitely scrapped it and they they starting on something new right. after listening to this album. Yeah, I think what Kendrick is great at is, is great at his mystique. Absolutely. He he, and this is why he works so well in this day and time is that. He goes against the grain in every aspect. As he doesn't give you, he doesn't overexpose himself. He's not on Insta. He's not on social media almost at, at all. all. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what he's doing, and then all of a sudden you just hear a bubbling. Hey, yo, Kendrick's dropping something. Right. Man, what people fail to the world goes this crazy. cat, <coughs> this cat just sits back and watch. He watches. What goes on around. Yeah. He watches. He heard that shot from Big Sean. I was like, oh, all right, okay, I got I you, young you. buck. My mm. thing is, man, what I respect. What I respect about Kendrick the most is that every time he comes out, it's a moment to inspire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the perfect example of that is Control. Mm-hmm. When Big Sean dropped Control and everybody listened to Kendrick's verse, it's not like he was it's not he he was not taking shots at anybody none whatsoever all he was trying to do was get these dudes to make this competitive again mm-hmm. and he inspired a whole bunch of people people that he didn't even mention in the song was like i remember the day it came out and i purposely went on twitter to like see what all the rappers was talking mm-hmm. about you had Fabulous and you had Pusha T and you had all these guys talking about where's the nearest studio. Yeah. Because I need to get in and I need to refine <laughs> yes. stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what I appreciate about Kendrick mm-hmm. is that every time he comes out, he challenges people. He challenges you. To, to be better. To right. do better. Right. Not just in rapping, but just in life, period. Like right. these, these stories and the, the, the lessons that he's teaching and right. the bars that he's spitting. It's always a moment to teach and a moment to inspire. That's what I love about Kendrick so much is that he's not above trying to better people. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he yeah. wanna, he wants to, he wants to better the culture. Absolutely, and the art form. Absolutely. Um, he said it in his song, and I told somebody this years ago, but I liking Kendrick Lamar to Russell Westbrook. Mm. Okay. The pure. I agree. The pure, like you said, that yeah, the focusness, the discipline, the. The dedication, the passion, like we watching it right now, but that's like a Kendrick. Like when you know when the heart part four dropped, and he was like, "You switch side now, you finna see Westbrook." I was like, "Ooh!" So I ain't gonna lie, it got me inspired. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. So I'm just right. saying, I'm just saying, Lecrae, I'm coming for you, baby. Yeah. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Andy Minio, you better watch yeah, out. I'm coming. Bro. You did? Should I say more? I'm just playing. <laughs> no, nah, man, but look. Uh, this is a, I think what's up? Sidebar to that comment. It was a joke, but it was real. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Right hey. text, text me when Kendrick came out and was like, yeah, this dude inspired the hell out of me, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need hey. to go to the studio right I now. Got a, I got that freestyle I got to drop, too, over that levitate. Bro. I got to drop that. Suck. Yeah. When I heard it, I was like, oh, it's that, that time. You got a couple go. of records that you got to yeah. let go. You got to let that, you gotta let that record go, bro. You need to put that out ASAP. Yeah, man. So, hey, look, we thank y'all for tuning in with your peoples. You know part one. Hit us. Oh, yes, this is part one. We didn't get into everything else, but we're going to get back and we're going to get to everything else because we got to talk about some craziness in this world. But, hey. Man, oh, man. Yeah, you know. But, hey, man, like, stay safe out there, y'all.
Please Real stay talk. safe, y'all. Be, be safe out there. It's this crazy world. Um, stay prayed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, just keep keep your faith in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't pay attention to what you see from the Oval Office. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do that. Just pay attention to. to you know, to just what keep you your hear. eyes up to the heavens. You dig? Stay prayed up. Stay Lord prayed. Be safe. Pray over your babies. Pray hey. over your wife. Pray is. over your families. Get that anointing oil. You know, because things <laughs> is, is is wild out here. You know, I, like I always like to end the episode with saying it, but uh, God never told us to uh figure him out. He just told us to trust him. There it is. You know what I'm saying? There it is. So, uh, can I get a boom, dude? Boom. You know? There it is. <laughs> hey, so look, go ahead and follow us on the Twitter and the IG, A Z S R W O T B R E W P O D. And you can hit me up on my website at RaynellJamal.com, R A Y N E W L J A M A L. You can get this episode and the others on there. And you can follow us on um, Apple. On the podcast and on Google Play. We on there now, ladies yeah, and yeah. gentlemen. So uh, go ahead and spread the word, share it, and uh, we're going to see you on the next one. Boom. Peace. This concludes this episode of Aziz and Root Brews. Thanks for listening. Join us next time as we have meaningful, genuine, and authentic conversations. Shalom.